0: This is Couch and Coffee Table. I'm Michael Perry. Continuing on with our October nights, we present the radio series Quiet Please and their episode Don't Tell Me About Halloween, as it aired on October twenty seventh, 1947.
1: Casting system presents Quiet, Please. Which is written and directed by Willis Cooper and features Ernest Chappell. Quiet, Please, for tonight is called Don't Tell Me About Halloween. Uh, I'm going to kill my wife tonight, or maybe tomorrow night. I mean, I'm going to kill one of my wives. I bet her something's going to happen to me, that won't be good. Well, Halloween's almost here. Halloween's the deadline. And Candace has to be dead before Halloween. The only trouble is, I'm not sure I'll recognize her when she shows up. You ever been in Salem, Massachusetts? The place where they hanged all the witches? No, they didn't burn them at the stake. A lot of people think so, but they didn't. They hanged them. All except the man-witch, old Giles Corey, they... Pressed into death. Very unpleasant. Well, it was in Salem, this particular Halloween, that I met Candace. It was dark up there on the hill where the gallows used to stand. Dark and cold with a damp wind coming in off the sea. The few little lights you could see in the dusk only made it darker and lonelier and creepier up there. I remember how I shivered as I started down the hill to town. And I remember how I jumped when something that looked like a black cat jumped out of the shadows of my feet. Without thinking, I yelled, Who's that? My heart almost stopped beating because...
2: Well, good evening.
1: I'd been all alone up there. And then, all of a sudden, there was a woman standing beside me. You're
2: the first human being that's spoken to me tonight. Who are you? I'm
1: Candace. I... I don't know any Candace.
2: You didn't. But you do now.
1: You really scared me to death.
2: Oh, I wouldn't do that to you. What's your name? Craig. You like me, Craig?
1: What? Well, I don't know what you look like.
2: I like you very much.
1: Well, but I...
2: Kiss me, Craig. Now... Kiss me, I think. <laughs> you know... You're going to be a very nice husband for me, Craig. What do you mean? I'm not going to... Oh, yes, you are. When I say something's going to happen, it happens, Craig. But I... I'm not... Wouldn't you like to be rich, Craig, and have a beautiful wife? I am beautiful. You'll see. Wouldn't you like to be rich and wise and happy and live forever? Wouldn't you, Craig?
1: the devil are (laughs) you?
2: That's a very apt way of putting it, Craig. Who are you? I'm Candace. That
1: doesn't mean anything to me.
2: I'm the witch they didn't hang, Craig.
1: Well, she was right. I am rich. Whenever I need money, which hasn't been for a long time now, I... Ask Candace when she comes to see me at Halloween time. I am reasonably wise, I suppose. I'm quite an authority on American history, quite well considered at the university here. And while I can't say I've lived forever, I have lived 253 years. Now, that's right. You see, I met Candace on the hill above Salem in the year 1694, two years after Cotton Mather stopped hanging witches. Yes, Candace has kept her promise. I remember the way she put it, standing up there in the early morning, watching the mists crawling along the ground below us.
2: You'll not see me now till another Halloween. And I can't tell you what form I'll be in when I come to see you again. But if you see a strange bird or a lost dog, or any strange being at your door come Halloween... You say, who's that? And if it so happens the stranger's me, why then, I'll be home with you till the cock crows for morning.
1: And I remember I started to speak, to ask questions, but she stopped me.
2: For the time's short now, my love. And remember the words, and we've all the future before us. As long as I live, you shall live.
1: And below us somewhere, a rooster crowed. And I was standing alone on the hill. And a yellow butterfly was rising in circles above my head. I watched it disappear into the first rays of the sun. No, I didn't believe it either. And yet, we were only two years away from the witchcraft trials, and whatever may be said today the belief in witches didn't die as quick a death as modern historians would have you believe. I was there. I know. Besides, I had married a witch. Halloween,
2: 1695.
1: A stray dog lay on my doorstep, shivering in the rain. I don't like dogs. I was about to boot the animal into the street when I caught a look in its eyes. I yelled, Who's that? old, and I seemed to stay the same age. I moved away, and the years went on. I moved away from Salem, and I moved away from Philadelphia, and I moved from Baltimore and Richmond and Savannah, and a score of other places. I spoke to George Washington, and I watched Robert Fulton's steamboat chug up the Hudson when I was more than a 100 years old, and looked 35. And every Halloween, I welcomed Candace Holmes. For a night. One year in a farmhouse on an Illinois prairie, a red fox whined up my door. And it was Candace. One year a blue jay flew down from a tree in Missouri.
3: And another year,
1: she came as a skittering little gray field mouse. And the year I came back to Wisconsin after the Civil War, a porcupine gnawed its way into my cabin on Halloween night. And one of its quills spiked me before I thought to say, who's that? And when Candace smiled at me, there was only a strand of yellow hair through the thick of my thumb. I remember she pulled it out. And it hurt. Years. And years. And years. She's been a wonderful wife, but I never forget what she is. Once a year is getting to be enough. It was just six Seven years ago tonight, before Halloween, you see. That was the first time she appeared before Halloween, 1880. Brother B. Hayes was still president then. Seems like yesterday. I heard something bumping against the front door, and before I thought, I called out, Who's that?
2: I thought you were never going to call me.
1: Darling. I didn't know it was you. Well.
2: Huh? Don't people keep their wives anymore?
1: Darling, you... You surprised me.
2: Suppose you surprised me. Hmm. Well.
1: How come you're so early, dear?
2: Oh, I just thought it would be nice to surprise you.
1: You certainly did surprise me. Did I? You certainly did.
2: What's happened since last year?
1: Why, uh, nothing much.
2: That's so.
1: And what have you been doing? I've been away. Where?
2: Craig. You'll be better off if you don't inquire too closely into my private affairs. Being married to a witch ought to be enough for you.
1: I'm, I'm just interested, Candace.
2: Like I'm interested in what you do when I'm away. What? I am interested, you know.
1: I don't know what you're talking about, dear.
2: You don't? No. Don't you ever get lonely while I'm away? What?
1: Why, certainly. Mm-hmm.
2: What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about, Craig.
1: I don't either.
2: you forgetting that I'm a witch, dear? What? <laughs> you can't keep anything from me, Craig. Don't you know that? Why, well, I... Oh, I won't punish you, Craig. But you mustn't run around with red-haired girls.
1: Well, I don't know what you... Oh,
2: yes, you do. So I just decided to take that temptation away from you. Candace. What did you... Look over there at the window, darling.
1: And I looked. And peering in the window out of the darkness was a frightened, tiny, red squirrel. Its teeth chattering with terror and cold.
2: She's still got her red hair, dear.
1: Candace. Candace, did you do that to her?
2: Of course, dear. No, no, don't try to rescue her, Craig. I've got other plans for your little girlfriend. What are you going to... Listen... Now, come here and kiss me. Oh, good.
1: Yes, in some ways it's fine. In some ways. You know, in the last 50, 60 years, I've gotten so I'm afraid to say who's that anytime. Uh, wait a second. Did you hear anything? No, I guess she's not here. I. I wouldn't want her to surprise me again. I want to surprise her. It's 67 years ago that she set the wolves on that poor little red squirrel. It was once Marjorie. I've forgotten her last name. But I haven't forgotten what she did to me. They arrested me for murder. Candace let me stay in jail a whole year. I waited till the next Halloween, 1881, till a little screech owl came and perched on the window ledge of my cell. Even then, it took me half an hour to remember to say, Who's that? Very sorry, she said. Very sorry, but I had to be punished for being unfaithful to her. Unfaithful? I never even kissed Marjorie. That witch. Believe me, I was pretty careful after I got out of there and moved to Oklahoma. If I had any female acquaintances, I stopped seeing them along in early September. But, Donut, how would you like it if you only saw your wife once a year? And if you knew she could turn you into a caterpillar or a hippopotamus or something whenever she got miffed with you, you'd look around, too, just like I did. She nearly caught me again in Washington, D.C. That was in 1910. I'd been a good boy for nearly 50 years. Well, pretty good, or at least careful, I was standing outside the door of the Willard Hotel that Halloween night. A big moth dropped out of the darkness and lit on my shoulder. Candace likes to be a moth, I think. She's appeared that way 15 to 20 times. Well, I knew at once what it was. And my conscience was reasonably clear, so I just said, Who's that?
2: Hello, darling.
1: Welcome back, Candace, dear.
2: Been a good boy.
1: Perfect, darling.
2: Love, Candace.
1: Mad about Candace.
2: You better be.
1: Now, Candace.
2: You living here now? In the hotel?
1: <laughs> I-, I hope you like it.
2: I've never been in Washington before. We
1: well, go sightseeing tomorrow.
2: Oh, I saw quite a lot of it. Flying in. Yes? Who's that woman? What woman? Why, Craig, darling, where on earth have you been? <laughs>
1: was in Chicago where I'd left her. Wasn't that just my luck? I don't know what Candace did to her. She just disappeared. But you know what that witch did to me? She turned me into a fire alarm box. Don't laugh. It isn't funny. From October 31st, 1910 till October 31st, 1911, I stood there in front of the Willard Hotel, rain and shine, snow and boiling hot weather. And nobody even turned in an alarm on me. Of course, they did paint me Then at half past eleven on Halloween, a little black dog came by. I tried to say, who's that? And I made it all right because I could hear ears clicking and wheels turning and there we were, Candace and a black dog. very sweet when she wants to be. For these last 30 years, she doesn't seem to want to be. Very much. She spends most of the time she's here asking me questions about what I've been doing, where I've been, the people I've seen. And, friend, I'm getting awful tired of it. 253 years is a long, long time. A long, long time with a jealous wife. So I'm going to get rid of her. This time I'm done. No, I don't love Candace anymore. I'm afraid of her. I told you I got this job here at the university in the history department. I've got this little cottage up here in the hills where I go every Halloween. Well, I, I don't want Candace barging in on faculty role. Well, I'm not supposed to be married here. And you know faculty people. So, well, I've decided to end it all this year. I'm going to kill Candace that is, I hope I am. When she appears, I, I'm not going to say who's that. I'm going to kill her. And then Alicia and I are going to be married. Oh, I, I forgot. I didn't tell you about Alicia. Uh, here comes Alicia now. Uh, I, I'd like to have you meet her. Uh, this is Alicia. How do you do? Alicia and I are going to be married.
2: Yes, indeed. Right after
1: Halloween. Alicia's dean of women.
2: Well, that's how I met Craig.
1: <laughs> well, I hope you don't mean to imply I was flirting with the dean, of Oh,
2: goodness, no, dear. I mean, you were being introduced to her when when we first saw each other. Oh,
1: darling. I'll never forget it.
2: Oh, I won't either.
1: <laughs> Isn't she pretty?
2: Oh, Craig, you mustn't talk that way to strangers. Well, I'm sorry,
1: dear, but you are pretty.
2: But I'm so much younger than you are, Craig.
1: Well, uh, you are a little younger, dear, but uh, that won't make any difference, will it?
2: Oh, not to me, darling. Uh,
1: Excuse us a second. (laughs) Darling, I love you.
2: Oh, darling, I love you. (laughs) Yes, Oh, but they're looking, sweetheart.
1: Shut your eyes a second, will you, please? Nothing at all like Candace. Man, am, am I tired of Candace. Uh, wait a second, the phone's ringing. I, I'll be right with you. Hello? Hello, darling.
2: This is Alicia. Oh, oh,
1: uh, hello, dear. Are
2: you going up to the cabin today? Uh, I'm
1: just leaving, darling.
2: Oh, I wish
1: I could go with you. Oh, I do too, but, but I'll be back in a day or so.
2: Oh, couldn't I? Please? No,
1: no, dear, no. Uh, You know it can't be done. Mm,
2: I wish I
1: could. Well, it isn't practicable, dear. Uh, I'll hurry back. I'll probably be back tomorrow. I'll miss you. I'll miss you. I just wanted to say goodbye. I love you. I love you. See you in the day or so, honey. All
2: right. But I wish I
1: could go along. It can't be done,
2: sweetie. I might drive up and surprise you. No, no, no. no
1: don't don't well, do goodbye. that. A- Alicia, wait. Oh, my gosh. She can't do that if she doesn't. Hello. Hello. Uh, get me, get me, uh, three, four, one, two, J. Well, so here I am. I wish I could have got Alicia back on that phone. If she comes up here, she'll. Oh well, she won't. She's got better sense. Yeah. Let's see. What time is it? I wore a bayonet I had at Valley Forge, a bowie knife Dave Crockett gave me, and pretty well fixed. Come on, Candace, honey, come on, just come on in. This time, this time you can come ahead of time, baby, and Papa will be waiting. Not going to get away this time, sweetheart. Get away from that lamp. Get away, I say. I got you. Oh, you're not dead yet. Well, I'll...
2: Never mind, Craig. What? Never mind. I'm going to die, all right. Who's that? It's too late, Craig. You've killed me. <laughs> but haven't you forgotten something, darling?
1: What did I forget?
2: You forgot what I told you back there on the hill at Salem, sweetheart. You'll live just as long as I live. And when I die, you'll die. Oh.
1: Candace. Candace. Let me help
2: you. <laughs> it's too late, darling. Much, much too late.
3: Hello. Hello, this is Forest Ranger Station. Oh, well, hello, Brad. Uh, this is Joe Thomas. Listen, Brad, you better call the county cops or somebody. Well, I don't know. Well, I'm at the little cabin halfway up Latigo Canyon. You know, the one with the red shutters? Yeah, well, I was on my way up to the station, see, and I meet this girl. Please be quiet, will you, lady? This girl and her car's busted down. Well, I picked her up, and she wants to come up here. Uh, what's your name, lady?
2: Alicia Dean.
3: Alicia Dean. So she's going to meet this fella here, she says, and I left her out, and I was just starting away, and I hear her scream. Scream, you know, holler. So I stop and run inside, and she's yelling her head off. Lady, lady, please. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, Brad. It sure looked awful strange. No, there wasn't no guy here. No. Nothing but a squashed moth. One of them big death's head moths, you know. And a skeleton. Yeah, a skeleton. All dried up and dusty. I it was maybe 250 years old. And that's all. Just him and the moth. Funny, ain't it?
1: Directed by Willis Cooper The man who talked to you was Ernest Chappell And Gerita Bauer played Candace Alicia was Peggy Stanley And the forest ranger was Jim Bowles The music for Quiet Please is composed and played by Gene Perrazzo, Except, of course, for our theme Which, in answer to many queries Is based on the second movement of the symphony in D minor by Cesar Franck Now, for word about next week's Quiet Please Here is our writer-director, Willis Cooper
3: Take me out to the graveyard That's the title I've got for next week's story Come along for the
1: ride, won't you? So until next week at this time, I am quietly yours, Ernest Chappell. Quiet, please, comes to you from New York. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
0: that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We appreciate you stopping by and listening in with us here on the couch, and we hope you'll continue to do so. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out some of the other episodes we have to offer, as well as new episodes, which are uploaded every Monday and Wednesday. We are listener-supported, as we always have been, by you, the listeners. Thank you for your support. This has been Couch and Coffee Table. Until next time, be good to yourself.